0: Welcome everyone to yet another show at the Relaunch Podcast. And I got to tell you, today, nothing gives me more excitement than when I get to interview somebody that I admire, that I look at what she's done and I'm like, yes, what an awesome relaunch and be able to share that with you my audience so that you can be inspired with her journey as well because again it's about harnessing from others and not having to not having to try to figure it all out every single time right on your own why not leverage what a great thing to be doing and today i've got brie seeley she is an entrepreneurial success designer who works with ambitious female entrepreneurs to create highly profitable businesses. Bree uses an inside out approach combining hypnotherapy with custom strategy to help you to create long-term, you've heard this often, sustainable Success, but on your terms. Brie is also the founder of Infinite Horizons, that is H E R, spelled out Horizons, a nonprofit on the mission to create economic equity for underrepresented individuals through entrepreneurial education and empowerment. You may have seen her winning awards for Business Coach of the Year. On the TEDx stage, delivering her revolutionary From Wages to Wealth Talk. Or on any of the number of press outlets like, to name a few, Good Morning America, Today Show, Forbes, Entrepreneur, Women's Health, to name a few. But today, Brie is with us to literally share that it literally is a process. It is a accumulation of relaunches that have literally got her where she is today. You're listening to the relaunch podcast, and I'm your host, Hilary De Caesar, best-selling author, speaker, and transformational coach, widely recognized in the worlds of neuropsychology and business launches, which cultivated the one and only 3HQ method, helping midlife women, yep, that's me too, rebuild a life of purpose, possibility, and inspiring business ventures. Each week, we'll be diving into the stories that brought upon the most inspirational relaunches while sharing the methods and the secrets that they learned along the way, so that you too can have not just an ordinary relaunch, but... An extraordinary relaunch. Brie, so awesome to have you with me.
1: Thank you so much for having me. And I have to agree, one of my least favorite terms in the world is figuring it out. I think it's (laughs) such a waste of time and it's such a benefit that we... (sighs) Live in an era when we where we get to learn from each other in such a beautiful way, so I'm excited to be here, excited to connect with you and your audience and talk about the series of relaunches that i've been through in the last twenty years.
0: well, you know what I love about you is your willingness to one be vulnerable, be willing to like open up and and I think you and I are cut from the same cloth in that we want like there isn't. you know, competition, it's collaboration, it's, you know, there are people that are gonna be like, gosh, I need to hear this from you today, that I want, I wanna put you up on the pedestal so that if you can help people, then it's a win-win situation. So what I always like to do is, I want you to think about the relaunches that you have, and yes, there's been a lot, and sometimes it's difficult to pick, you know the most impactful that has brought you to where you are today. But I'd love to go and talk about the one that you think literally changed the outcome, the trajectory. it, it switched where you thought you were going to be going. And so let's hear let's hear what that is and how you've now become where you are today.
1: Yeah. So in 2015, I was running my own business. I was a fashion designer. So I had launched uh, my own fashion label. I had a bachelor's and a master's in fashion design. And so it made sense for me to start doing fashion things. And I lived in an area where I couldn't get a job. There was no fashion industry. So I launched out on my own. Over the course of eight years, I moved that business to Los Angeles. I was dressing celebrities. I was sold on zappos.com. I was winning awards. I was like all of these amazing crazy things. And overnight I walked away and I shut down my fashion label.
0: And okay. we got this is like I I yeah. think people need to hear this message. That's why I was so excited for you to come on and share this because so many times you think like okay you're doing this eight years you were doing the fashion industry thing what was it that all of a sudden you're like you know what i got to stop i got to i got to pivot completely i got to do a massive relaunch
1: so i say that it was quote unquote overnight right the truth is that i had had symptoms and hints and whispers leading up to the moment that i made the decision And I had simply been ignoring them. And this is part of the reason I love sharing this story is because how many women listening to this right now know that they need to make a pivot, they need to make a relaunch, but they're unwilling to hear those whispers. That was me. Like that was me. And so the thing that finally got me to listen, it was a series of two different things. Well, actually, it was a series of more. First off, I had gone to a coaching retreat one weekend and knew that I needed to hire that woman to help me. Mm -hmm. And so I hired her. Literally the next day, I totaled my car. And two days later, I was meditating with this group of women in Los Angeles. And I heard this very clear, fashion isn't it? Shut it down. Walk away.
0: And so it was This is brilliant. This is so good because how many times- do we hear that little voice, that intuition inside our head, and we're like, "Nope, I'm not listening to it. I put way too much in. I put way too much time, way too much energy, way too much finances. I'm not doing it, and yet yeah. you had just been you had this this purse, this coach that you're like, Oh my gosh, then you total your car, and then you're here hearing the voice of like it's not the fashion industry you're supposed to be in,
1: yeah and I But you did it. But Brie, you did it. You actually walked away. This is so
0: like, ah. I did. So good, so good.
1: Part of, you know, like the there are whispers and there are screams. And the universe will whisper at us for a long time. I'd been having panic attacks. I'd been having anxiety attacks. I'd had like depressive episodes. I (laughs) had really truly wondered why I was on the earth. Like there was a lot going on behind (laughs) the scenes, which is why I say, you know, like, it happening overnight was is kind of a misnomer. It looked like it happened overnight on the outside, but on the inside, it had been coming for months. And so really it was that catalyst where I just needed the universe to slap me upside the head and be like, girl, you need to look, you need to see, open your eyes, open your ears, open your heart. Like there's more available for you out there.
0: And okay. so- but but what's interesting is that, you know, you could say you, you, you peeled that, like you just ripped the bandaid right off. Right. You're like, oh, but as you're saying, there was more to it. Tell us at what point were you like, you know what? I'm really going to do this. I'm shutting it down. Let me ask you a very personal question here. Was the, was the design business at the level of success that you wanted it to be?
1: So that's part of it. It definitely was not. And there were definitely actions that I was not taking that needed to be taken that, you know, I definitely had the mindset and I was in my twenties of I'm, I'm a really good fashion designer. Like Mm -hmm. I am very good. When I say I've dressed celebrities, like I've dressed Mm -hmm. Tony Braxton, I've I've been on The Bachelor. I've like, my dresses have been worn, right? I've had stuff go to the Grammys and like all sorts of things. I'm very talented. And so I was like, well, if be, I'm good, people will buy my stuff. And it was a very hard lesson in sales. I didn't want to have to do sales. I didn't want to have to put myself out there. I didn't want to have to make the connections. I, like, I didn't want to have to do any of that stuff. And so I was getting all these accolades and all of these people telling me constantly how talented I was. And I didn't have the sales to back it up. And so like part of it was brass tacks. Part of it was I also just wasn't feeling fulfilled. And there was this level of dissonance within me that I couldn't (laughs) rectify. And there was as much as I tried to like put a bandaid on it or ignore it or just keep working harder or like it didn't work. And so like that breaking point came and People ask me all the time, do you regret it? It's been, so that was mm. 2015. It's been eight and a half years since I shut it yeah. down. Not once have I regretted it. Because when that message came through, it was more like permission mm. to myself. It wasn't new information. It was permission from the universe saying, there's more available for you out there. You mm. can let this go.
0: Okay, so Bray, you decide... To literally do this like i'm getting out of this business as you know we discussed ripping that band-aid off but at that point did you know what you wanted to go do what were the challenges that came up (laughs) because it's kind of like i'm shutting down this very successful you know design business people are wearing your stuff to all these different events but yet at that point you're like you know what I'm I'm just going to go for it, but I have no idea. But give me space to try to figure it out. What was going through your head?
1: Um, what was going through my head was that I had just signed a contract with a $25,000 coach for a, a business that I now didn't have.
0: That is so, I want everyone to hear that, right? Because you decided now, did you have $25,000 no. just, you know, sitting around? I didn't think so. So this nope. was a huge commitment. And you knew that somehow like this person, you trusted enough, you trust enough in yourself and this person that you're like, I'm going to get there. But how did well, you even know, like, where your identity was even going to go? I mean, like, we talked G-Zone. Hold on, Brie. We talk about G-Zone. G-Zone is that highest level. You're, you know, it's the growth zone where you're, like, doing things that really light you up, fill you up. You've got your gratitude zone. You've got this great zone, right? You're, you're like, in the moment. You're doing everything right. And as you said, you've never looked back and said, should you be going back into that? So help us understand Because there are a lot of people out there that want to do exactly what you're doing right now and just go for it. But the fear, the limiting beliefs, the stories are holding them back.
1: Well, and I will say this is one thing, like I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Mm -hmm. It was hard. And it was really hard for nine months. And part of the reason it was hard and you hit exactly on it um, just a minute ago is my entire identity was wrapped up in being a fashion designer. So all of a sudden, I stripped that identity away from myself. And I was like, I don't know who I am. I don't know the value that I have to contribute to the world. I don't, I literally did not have a backup plan. I didn't know what else I was going to do. And so, you know, I was lucky. I was able to use some retirement money to sustain myself and, you know, help get things going. But I had days and weeks on end where I was just in the fetal position in my bed crying because I literally had to go through an identity death. And when you're going through something like that, if you're super attached to your titles and your labels and your things and your stuff and you let all that go, you you have to deconstruct. One of my favorite, if anyone's familiar with the tarot deck, my two favorite cards in the tarot are the death card and the tower card. And the death card, because we are constantly going through that process, we are constantly mm-hmm. going through the process of letting go what no longer serves us, mm-hmm. and then making space for what will, and the tower card, because oftentimes things have to be deconstructed. You know, if you're, if you're living in a house that has an unstable foundation, you have to go to the level of the foundation to fix it and, and rebuild it and shore it up in order to make sure that the rest of the building is safe and solid and sound. And so that's kind of what I did. You know, I, I worked with that coach concurrently doing that for myself, going through the death process, shoring up my foundation, figuring out who is Brie Seely? <laughs> what am I here for? Like, what's my bigger impact? While also then, you know, questioning, and how can I use this to serve other people? How can I monetize this? How can I build a brand around all of this so it was a very messy process not gonna lie uh one of the metaphors that my coach used all the time was like uh when you're baking a cake you get like all the ingredients out of the cupboards and you put them all on on the thing and then you're like you know flowers flying everywhere and there you know there's like stuff and there's oil and there's things like everywhere I don't know my kitchen does literally that's a lot like when I'm
0: cooking and baking Yeah. yeah Exactly. The mess. The mess. The mess is all around.
1: It is that part. Like you have to go through that part. You have to pull everything out of your proverbial cupboards. You have to throw some flour around and like see, you know, what's going to stick. And like, it just is the process. And yes, you come out with a cake at the end, theoretically, right? But then- That just is the catapult into another relaunch. And, you know, it's a never-ending process. So So you know what's
0: fascinating about before you continue on? We often think like midlife crisis, men go through it, right? Women are like, I have no time for that. I have no time for a crisis right now. But yet so many of us actually have what I call an identity crisis. And it sounds like your identity death, as you said, was your own version of this identity crisis. And until you take everything out of the cupboards and you deconstruct and you start to allow yourself to have a little messiness within that process, it's really hard to move forward. And we as women, and and I'd love to get your perspective on this, we hold ourselves up to we have to have the recipe, we have to have the recipe, you know, I need to know it's a half a cup of sugar. And, you know, it's two eggs and things like that. But yet for you, you, there was no recipe. I mean, you had somebody kind of helping you through, but you were trying to figure it out along the way.
1: Well, and the thing that I've really found over and over and over again, not just in my journey, but in clients journeys as well is, The more that we try to follow other people's recipes, the Mm -hmm. more that we're disempowering ourselves to find our own recipe. Because the truth is that every single human being on this planet has a different recipe. Mm -hmm. And we try to take the easy way and say like, oh, well, so-and-so just did it like this, so let me just do it like that. And it doesn't work that way. If you're not doing the work to figure out what your recipe is, if you're not doing the work to figure out who your future self is, if you're not doing the work to like really sit down and understand your unique contribution and how it expresses through you and what your zone of genius is and all of those things, you're going to be left searching over over and over and over and over and over again. I see this a lot in the marketing world too. So many people say, "Well, you know, so and so told me that if I just do this, this, and this, I'll have a seven-figure business." And then they come to me and they're like, "I didn't, ha- I didn't build a seven-figure business." And I'm like, I "Yeah, know- but I
0: followed all the steps. It just didn't work for me." I mean, that's what you're right. And my grandma used to always say it was the divine discontent, where we're like. Why am I not happy with this? Why isn't this working for me? But I did everything she told me. He told me the steps. And now I'm feeling like an even bigger failure. Right? Well, and
1: the thing that's missing from that ingredient list is our own unique divine wisdom. Yeah. And the truth is, had I, had I, I like so I didn't tell my parents I was shutting down my fashion business. They actually found out on Facebook and I didn't really talk to a lot of people. I just did it. And had I gone to other people and said, I'm thinking about doing this thing, I know that all of them would have reflected back to me, but you're so talented, but this, it's, you're dressing these celebrities, you're doing this thing, this worked, that worked, like why would you ever walk away from it? And we turn to so much externally to give us the answers or the recipes for that internal contentment. And it doesn't work that way. No one else. I mean, you can go to people for insights. You can go to people for wisdom. You know, you can talk through things, go to people that ask you really great questions or, but like you, you can't go to someone to get that divine wisdom that's within you. It's just there.
0: No, I love what you just said. And I do want to highlight this because this is so important. How many times for everyone listening out there, do you kind of have that inner voice? I call it the wise woman. And she's trying to give you a little guidance. But you're like, I'm just going to go ask so-and-so. And then you go and maybe it's not exactly what you wanted to hear because it's from their perspective. It's from their story base. It's from their belief system. So then you go to another person. And you do the same thing and it's not quite what you want. And next thing you know, you've gotten all of these opinions and you're now more confused than you ever were. Right? Mm
1: -hmm. Happens.
0: It's so so true. I love you did this. You took this step. You didn't go to your parents, although I just, that is so unbelievable that they found out on Facebook. I mean,
1: free. Mama is so, was not happy
0: that is so that's classic that. that is so like now that i've gotten to know you i'm like oh my god that's so incredible but you decided because you knew what people would say you knew it you knew that they well, really what are you crazy like you got the successful business you've been able to do all this incredible stuff but yet it wasn't divinely you
1: and the thing I've learned and and you know bless other people that give us their opinions like everyone does it we all do it I still do it even though I try not to is most people's opinions have nothing to do with us. Yeah. They're through their filter. They're what they would do. Most people aren't able to take themselves out of mm-hmm. the situation enough to say I know mm-hmm. you and based on who I know you to be this would probably be the best option for you. I was really lucky to learn that in some wow. therapy sessions with my sister and mm-hmm. be able to practice like we don't approach the world in the same way. And so I can't give you advice about what I would do because it's counterintuitive to your operating system. So most yeah. people that we go to invite advice about are going to give us what they would do, but we're not yeah. them. And yes, it could possibly be food for thought, but. Maybe instead of them saying, this is what you should do, they say, have you considered this angle or have you considered that angle, right? It's, it's a very different approach. And so I'm very yeah. particular and protective of who I now go to, to ask for yeah. quote unquote advice, because I know that most people can't give advice through a like neutral filter
0: right and it is hey i've been doing this you you and i've talked i've been doing this for 23 years it's it is a talent that you have to harness build on because you have to take yourself out of what is naturally inclined to just give your advice now i do have to ask you you've had a very successful ted x talk and the topic is From Wages to Wealth, The Future of the Female Workforce. What is this all about and how was that process? Because I know there's a lot of people listening that may even be contemplating. I'm raising my hand right now. I'm in the middle of writing mine. You know, that whole process around it. How was it?
1: It was stressful.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm finding it just a tad that way. (laughs)
1: Yeah. I tend to, to ball myself up into these balls of stress. It's, it's, I don't know why I do it. I know that I do it. I don't know why I do it and I don't know why I can't stop doing it, but that's a story for a different day. So uh, again, just being completely transparent with people, I decided I wanted to do a Ted talk because it came to me in meditation in January of 2020. I did not get on the TEDx stage until November of 2022 so first things first, I just want to normalize for everyone. This is not an overnight process. I got multiple rejections, multiple before I got. It's a like
0: yes. writing a book. I mean, this business of like you can write the book, you know? Oh, using AI, you can write it in a day, a week, blah. Like literally, it is. It it's emotionally charged, like my book was. I'm like, oh, like, oh. Uh.
1: And the thing I'll tell you, too, is that I got accepted Mm -hmm. and I sent my first draft in because I had spent all sorts of time writing this beautiful speech, sent my first draft in, and the organizers said, nope, put it in the trash and start again. And so... Like a lot of TED Talks. I think I just threw
0: up in my mouth. No,
1: I'm kidding. (laughs) A lot of TED Talks want you to just go in with an idea because they want to work with you. Now, this isn't the case for all of them, but they want to work with you to develop up the thing. And I didn't also know that the uh, script has to be approved by TEDx because if it's not, they won't put it on their YouTube channel. Like it's a whole thing and a whole process. And so and I elected to memorize mine. So I memorized the entire thing.
0: Except for how the long, ending. How long how long was it?
1: Uh thirteen yeah. minutes.
0: So people need to know. Thirteen minutes you memorize the whole thing. I mean it, except the ending. It was- Okay. And because you wanted that to be fluid as you were delivering or why, why didn't you?
1: Because I stressed myself out so much. I made myself sick that for the last three days leading up to the talk, I was in the fetal position and I couldn't do anything and I couldn't eat. And I, it was bad. It was really bad. I didn't know. I went to do the walkthrough And I love my parents so much. My parents were in the audience and Friday night was the walkthrough. Saturday night was the talk. I couldn't even make it through. Like I was in so much pain. I couldn't focus to make it through the talk. And my mom looked at my stepdad and was like, ooh, uh, this might go very poorly tomorrow. (laughs) Um, But I went to bed early. I didn't eat. I got up. I did some digestive yoga. I like got myself ready. I drank a lot of water, like, and I delivered, I only had to, I think, restart once during the talk, which they say, like, we're going to record it. It doesn't have to be perfect from end to end. We will crop, we will cut. So if you need to restart 20 times, just do it. I only had to restart once, but I stood backstage while everyone else was delivering their TED talks. And I paced and I practiced and I paced and I practiced and I paced and I practiced. And I (laughs) I had only done the ending to my TED talk maybe once or twice before I took the stage. And I just, at that point was like, let go and let God, like, Mm -hmm. I just have to trust that the universe is going to move through me and speak what I need to speak and that I'm going to be taken care of. And so what
0: was the, okay. So, so fascinating. What's the premise? Like, what are you trying to really deliver, what is the, if I were to say, you know how, like, why'd you write the book? Well, why'd you do this talk?
1: I firmly believe that the glass ceiling is never breaking. Mm. And I am so sick of listening to women talk and fight against something that they have no control over when they could evacuate that building. Mm. And go to one that doesn't have a ceiling, that's collaborative, that's community-based, that allows us to have the economic equity that we deserve. That And so really my entire platform, both with my for-profit and my nonprofit, is all about helping women become entrepreneurs. Because I firmly believe that that is where we are going to find. And, and it's not just that I believe it. I know it. I've seen it. I've done it. All the women around me have done it. Like, right. you know, we don't have to fight or deal or worry about all of this nonsense every day. We're putting our energy into things that matter. And we're getting paid for it. Right. And so, like, that's, that's the world that I want to see you know, there's also all sorts of studies about what happens when women are in leadership positions and the state of the world. Just like, I mean, there's so much out there around why more women should be business owners and should be employers.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so what I ha- I do have to ask you, so, you know, we, we both work with uh, female entrepreneurs to really, and it's not just about, you know, creating a scalable business that's going to have profit margins and it's about empowering you right this is what we're trying to do is to create like you said you don't believe that the glass ceilings are ever going to be you know literally shattered right and it is kind of an interesting concept to think about shattering it and like you see the glass falling instead when you think of the glass ceiling it, it is that internal glass ceiling that you have right it's your own it's your own and if you can as we do mindset, peak performance, habit training, what do you really work with people to be able to take that, oh my God, I'm not gonna get where I want doing this job. I'm gonna become an entrepreneur. And how what what's the first because we talk about steps right you know there still are we still are logic based but you got to have the heart connection head heart highest self but what do you, how do you begin that process? If someone's listening right now. What's the best way to really get into the right mindset? Because the statistics out there. Of course, they still put these things out, which, by the way, it's changing. We're just not hearing enough about it because they still want us to be, you know, held in this vice grip of like, no, 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 Keep doing what you're doing. How do you how do you coach people through this?
1: You know, especially if it's a new entrepreneur. I mean, we, I really just help them continue to tap into what that future self looks like. In fact, I'm actually – I'm getting ready to launch a new program that's just around becoming your future self. Um, The more that you can understand who that person is and how they operate and what they believe and the way they make decisions and like the more that you can get that understanding and that knowing – And see yourself already doing it in the future, it's easier to make that decision in the present moment. So that's one of my favorite things to do. I do it through visualizations. I do it through hypnosis. I do it through asking really great questions and sales calls and even helping women who are already entrepreneurs say yes to that next level it's a similar thing. It's like, we really have to get that vision. Like, and are you willing to trust that because you have that vision in your heart, that you're going to be able to do what you need to make that vision visible from your eyes as well.
0: Mm, So, okay. I'm going to, this is so awesome because just recently I had a group of women coaching call and one of the women said, so help me understand if I am creating this future version of me, my my new identity in the future, where I have this company and I'm impacting and I'm growing it and I'm showing up as my, you know, and she said, 3HQ version of myself. But how do you cross the chasm between where they are today and where they wanna go? What do you, how do you coach people through that?
1: This is one of my favorite things. So, um, I stop, we stop seeing them as separate from us Mm -hmm. because they're not separate from you. So, the whole thing about understanding how your future self makes decisions is not just to know how they make decisions, it's so that you can start making decisions in that way. You, once you know your future self's perspective, their belief system, their thought patterns. You literally get to start seeing through their eyes. And then there is no separation. You're not going to your future self. She's not out there somewhere in some faraway land. You're not taking a journey to go find her. She's already within you. So it's less about going to her or, you know, figuring out her, like any of that stuff. It's it's truly about becoming her. And like so many, I'm doing a webinar This week, I know our episode will come out after this, but it's called like Becoming Exponential. And it's like really the new program is called like the Beyond Boundaries Blueprint. And it really is all about like how do we break through those boundaries within us that are holding our future self down and keeping us from operating like her, acting like her, walking like her, talking like her, believing like her, thinking like Mm. her, seeing through her eyes, making decisions like her. Because once you can do those things, you are her.
0: That is so well said. And the way, and I love, there is no separation. Just like there is no separation of all you being you, the women that you have been to get to where you are right now. It's built up, it's that foundation. It's building yourself, it's building blocks. Right. And you can't, it's like Jenga. You can't take out one of the pieces that's just barely, you know, allowing it to teeter-totter there and say, Woo, we're starting over. No, you can't start over. You are a beautiful compilation of everything that you have ever been and will be. So that, Brie, is awesome. So where can people find out more about you? Hear about these incredible programs that you're launching.
1: Yeah, my website is my name. So it's com. There are three E's in my last name, S-E-E-L-E-Y. People spell it wrong often. I'm also on Instagram at breecely I'm on Facebook. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm all the places uh, at and uh And I, I wanted to touch quickly what you just said as well is like, I, the part of the reason I love your podcast, this idea about relaunching, right? I, I talk to so many women that are like, oh, well, I'm starting over. You're not starting over. <laughs> no. And as much, so many people ask me too, they're like, how'd you go from fashion designer to entrepreneurial success designer? Like, did you, it was like, you know, an ending and then a, a, a down to zero and then restarting, right? And I'm mm. like, no, so many people came with me. There's no, Like there's no, you're you're not starting over. That's like, I just, I love this idea like you just presented of, it's just, we're continuing to just build upon what we've done in the past. Mm -hmm. And even though your last step and your next step might seem very disconnected, it's all still within you. It's all of those puzzle pieces fitting together that it's amazing how much of my like creation through fashion Mm -hmm comes into the creation process in business as well.
0: Absolutely. And
1: I never would have seen it before. Someone mm. pointed it out to me several years ago and I was like, oh, huh, yeah, yeah. I guess that is true, right? Like I didn't start from zero again. I wasn't starting over. Right. I was continuing my
0: journey. Well, that's why people ask me all the time, why didn't you just call it launch? Like you're launching. I'm like, cause you're not. You literally are taking, you're at a much better position than just a launch. A launch means that maybe you don't have any prior, prior knowledge around it. But we, wise woman that we are, we have like a tremendous amount of wisdom inside of us that we actually do harness in order to relaunch into that next best version of ourselves. We're not starting Mm -hmm. over. And nope. God help us if we had to start over, truly. <laughs> I mean, wow, that would be that'd be really
1: hard. <laughs> I know can you imagine if we had to like drain our brains and like get rid of everything we've ever done, oh, or experienced, or learned? Uh, and all like those
0: lessons learned. No, they were painful. We had to get through. Them. I'm not willing to throw them away.
1: Right. <laughs> oh, well,
0: Brie, awesome. I have loved talking to you. And again, thank you for being on. We will have everything in the show notes. But is there, is there a wise woman comment that you can leave our listeners with at this point?
1: The biggest thing that I always like to leave people with is have the courage to start listening to the whispers. Mm. They're there for a reason. They're trying to share with you an opportunity and listen before they become screams. A lot of my screams have come in the form of car accidents, which I'm not a big fan of. I've luckily no, we don't
0: we don't want that. We don't want that for anyone.
1: Graduated from that, but like, give yourself permission to have the courage to listen to the whispers. I promise. I I don't know. I've really never seen someone's whispers lead them in the wrong direction. So yeah,
0: that's a great great way to end it. So everyone, thank you for tuning in today, and until next time, live now, love now, relaunch now do not wait as you heard Bree talk about it you know if you could relaunch today think about where you're going to be tomorrow everyone take care we'll see you next week you've just heard another episode of the relaunch podcast if something shared in this episode resonated with you please head over to itunes right now and leave us a five-star review And share this episode with others to inspire them to take the small steps that lead to a life full of purpose and possibility. And remember, you can have immediate access to the show notes and any giveaways at therelaunchco.com backslash podcast. Until next week, now is your time to relaunch your transition into a transformation.